Hi everyone, welcome to Style Recognizes Style. If you've never been here before, my name is Tori and this is my fashion podcast. On here, we discuss a topic or two weekly within the fashion industry or fashion overall. Before we get into today's episode, make sure to follow me here on Spotify or wherever you're streaming this. Spotify, I'm going to start posting these on YouTube, I think, uh, Apple Podcast, Anchor, and make sure to follow me on Instagram at style, recognize style, so you can stay updated and get reminders for when the podcast will be up. It will be posted weekly on Wednesdays at 3 p.m. I know I have not been following that recently. I know I haven't posted in like, what, a month and a half. School has just been so crazy. Um, I tore a ligament in my knee. I've been working and interning a lot. There's just, there's just been a lot going on, you know. (laughs) So I've just been super overwhelmed and just trying to wrap up school in a pretty little bow and, you know, be a little organized in that aspect. So I didn't want to put out like, half-ass effort um, podcast, you know. So I'm going to be back now weekly on Wednesdays at 3 p.m. So our topic for today is we are going to discuss the Met Gala. We're going to go over what exactly the Met Gala is, this year's theme, and our best and worst dressed celebrities. So, for anyone who isn't exactly sure what the Met Gala is, the Met Gala is an annual fundraising gala held for the benefit of the Metropolitan Museum of Arts Costume Institute. This is located in New York City. You know, we all call it the Met. I don't know anyone going, oh, I'm going to the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Um, But yeah, the Met, Um, their Costume Institute. It's also known as the Met Ball and is formally called the Costume Institute Gala or the Costume Institute Benefit. We all just call it the Met Gala, but I thought I would share. It's always held on the first Monday of May, except for in 2021 when it was postponed until this last September due to COVID. Um, It also didn't happen in 2020 for reasons we all know. And every year there is a different theme to the gala and exhibit. And the attendees are supposed to, keyword, supposed to, dress according to the theme. Unfortunately, a lot of people miss the mark or don't quite care to follow the theme. So Sarah Jessica Parker sat down with BuzzFeed News and was discussing the Met Gala and threw shade at those who don't follow the theme. So I just wanted to share. So I quoted this from an article they posted. All I ever think about is the theme and influence she began before giving viewers some insight into what it truly takes to nail your costume. Wherever I go to the Met, I don't understand how everyone else didn't spend seven to 10 months working on it, she said. I'm like, how do you not arrive exhausted by the details of getting it right? 
all these people came together and worked really, really hard to put together an extraordinary event. She went on. It would be so easy to find a beautiful dress to wear that night. Like, that would be a great relief. Like, uh, going on vacation, she joked. But that is not the assignment. The assignment is the theme. I just wanted to share that because some people show up and I'm like, are you at the event that I think you're going to? Like, some people were wearing all leather, like, biker chic looks and I'm like do you know what the theme was today did you know like like I love an all leather like you know sexy look but this is not the Harley Davidson convention this is not you know the um I'm trying to even think of a designer off the top of my head that you would wear that to their show um but it it just it wasn't the theme it wasn't the theme this year you know so The exhibit was split into two parts. So part one of the exhibit was In America, a Lexicon of Fashion, which opened last year. This year's Met Gala is the opening of part two, In America, an anthology of fashion. Part two will be displayed in the American Wing period rooms, and to quote them at, will present sartorial narratives that relate to the complex and layered histories of those rooms. So essentially saying that these looks um, essentially, and you know, the garments they're having in there as well, will relate to that period and will add to the narratives and histories of those rooms. So designers such as Halston and Oscar De La Renta will be featured alongside designers that have been forgotten over time that were popular during this era. The dress code is white tie, which is one of the most formal dress codes you can have. This year's theme was gilded glamour. I was beyond excited when I heard the theme. Vogue states... The 2022 Met Gala will ask its attendees to embody the grandeur and perhaps the dichotomy of Gilded Age New York. I was like, oh, heck yeah. I love, I love that whole vibe. So for those that were upper class, fashion at this time was maximalistic. More and over the top was always considered better. Textiles such as satin, silk, and velvet were popular. Design details such as lace, bows, frills, and ruffles were signature on most garments. I love all of those details. <laughs> I want to wear them all together. I want my, my little bow with my little lace and my little ruffles. I don't know. So people only wore darker colors such as jewel tones and such out in public. Lighter colors were reserved for inside the home. Corsets and bustles were very popular during this time. Parties, balls, and other high-class events during this time brought out the most opulent style this country has seen and inspired this year's theme. Now, onto my list of the best and worst dressed. I'll try and be a positive person today and... List my best dress first. Um, 
there's a lot going on on both sides. I feel like the majority of looks I saw, I didn't have a super happy or a super like disturbed reaction to. I just was like, meh, okay. They added some lace gloves and like one thing with a little bit of a frill and you know, it, like a lot of people did a very simple interpretation of it, which is fine, but like come on, give it to us. This is a good opportunity to do it, I feel like. So, I'm listing my best dress first. I'm, I did five and five, best and worst. So, Laura Harrier, H-A-R-R-I-E-R, it's her last name, wore this beautiful corset dress that flares out into a bustle shape, which was custom made by H&M. It was in black. There was a lot of black at this. I was not feeling all the black that everyone is doing. I was hoping people were going to go more for the color for the jewel tones and stuff. But this look was really, really beautiful. I like forgot it was black. Um, and black is like one of my favorite. Well, it's technically the absence of color. Um, but, you know, it's not technically a color, but that's just being neurotic. Um, black is one of my favorite, you know, like tones, colors to wear. But I just felt like for this, people should have gone and explored more. But this look I loved in black and it was custom made by H&M. This surprised me because I didn't know that H&M did custom anything. And honestly, that they created such a beautiful and on-theme garment. Like, I know H&M can have some cute stuff and everything. I try to not shop fast fashion. Um... You know, it does happen sometimes. We all do it sometimes. But I just, like, I just wasn't expecting it. Not that it's bad that it was made by them, but I just, I just wasn't expecting it. Um, then Adwoa Aboa stunned. She looked amazing in a pink and black polka dotted bustier gown with a silk thigh cap with puffed sleeves. This outfit was Tory Burch. Again, I'm not like a huge Tory Burch girl. Like when I think of Tory Burch, I think of the Tory Burch flats, like 2008. Like it girl has the Tory Burch flats. You know, <clears throat> Tory Burch just isn't really my vibe usually, but I loved, loved, loved this piece. I loved that they had new and old design elements that were combined to create this piece. It just was so good to me. Um, I really, I loved it. And so now we have Blake Lively. Blake Lively wore a transformative gown by Versace. At first I wasn't really into this look, but honestly it grew on me. I feel like it is representative of New York high society and glamour and was really on theme. It was very, it also had like touches of art deco to me with the like embroidery detailing on her dress. It was like the shape of it was very architecturally reminded me of the Art Deco period. It was beautiful. It was. Um, it wasn't my favorite just because like that's just not rem even remotely my style, but also this isn't about my style. This is about like, did you, she looked good. She looked cute. It fit her well. It didn't look cheap. It laid nicely and I felt like it accurately conveyed the theme. So now Jody Turner Smith wore a beautiful little Gucci number. I felt that 
This look was a little more flapper style than Gilded Glamour, which I felt like I saw with a lot of people, but it was super opulent and over the top. And I feel like that brought it back for me because yeah, there wasn't a corset, there wasn't a bustle, like there wasn't like all of that like heavy, you know, <clears throat> detailing that. I mean, there was actually heavy detailing, I'm lying. Um, it was really, really, really this beautiful garment. I love the silhouette on her. I, I wished there was like a little bit more to it, but like, I think she, I think she really, it looked really good on her and just the fabric like was breathing opulence. And I just, I just felt that she looked amazing. So last on my best dress list, I think that Kaya Gerber looked ethereal in an Alexander McQueen dress with silver metal sequin embroidery. Like that, that is glamour. The embroidery truly added a whole level of glamour to the dress. You could tell a lot of time was put into the look. Obviously it was custom made for her, most of these things are, but like on Alexander McQueen's Instagram, you can see like, they have like four posts of like, okay, and this was it on the form, and then we were doing this to the dress. Like you really get to see the process. And as a design, fashion design student and nerd, I love seeing the design process. And I wish more designers like posted stuff like that. But I really, I thought she looked beautiful. And yeah, you could tell a lot of time was put into the look and the whole look was cohesive down to the hair, makeup and dress. Dun dun, now onto my worst dressed list. Camilla Cabello. First of all, I just not the biggest fan, but that's not the point. Um, her Prabal Garang look is in fact my sleep paralysis demon. Her gown was wrinkled, which like, okay, not to be neurotic, but like literally before I even go to work or school or anything, I have to steam my clothes. Like I steam it. I don't like being wrinkly. I feel like I look disorganized. Like you're going to the Met Gala and you're wrinkly and the fabric looked cheap and lumpy and unfitting well. Like it didn't fit her well. I also don't like the cascading ruffle with the flowers coming out of it. I just think it looked gross. It looked like, you know, what? it looked like a duvet. It looked like a duvet, but like not a fresh new duvet. Like it's like a duvet you should throw out. Um, just an overall, no, absolutely not. I just, like, honestly, it's like, what happened here? Anyway, Katy Perry, which is actually like, I'm not, I don't pay attention to Katy Perry at all. I feel like there's like celebrities that are so mainstream in the sense of like Selena Gomez, Demi Lovato, like Katy Perry. I don't like, I don't really pay attention to them like that. But, like, Katy Perry, like, you know, she has pulled off some camp stuff. She really has, like, brought looks to the table before, like, on her tour and at the Met Gala. So, I was ready. But Katy Perry wore Oscar de la Renta, though it looked more like she wore a chiffon curtain that she tripped and got stuck in. That's all I have to say on the matter. I immediately knew that Kylie Jenner was in off-white. I'm honestly not a fan of off-whites 
design aesthetic in the first place, but it just looked like she wore a ruched wedding dress to the Met Gala. Like, I was so confused. And there was the, like, baseball cap with the veil over it. Like, where's Travis Scott? Are y'all, like, gonna get married on the steps of the Met right now? I, ju I just didn't understand what was happening and why she did that. Because <laughs> that one year, <clears throat> trying to think of it. Yeah, I think it was the year right before COVID, the 2019 Met Gala. Her and Kendall, like, really were looking good. Also, people aren't, like, hating on Kendall's eyebrows for the look. I'm like, okay, these are definitely people who have never been to fashion school because one in seven people has bleached brows. And I honestly am surprised that I thought it looked really good on her, but... I think she delivered with the eyebrows. Kendall, we're talking about. Sorry, I switched very quickly. <clears throat> and everyone's like, oh, she's worse dressed because she left her eyebrows at home. Like, okay, I think it looks hot. She looks like alien chic. But her outfit was like, whatever. Wasn't great. Wasn't horrible. Um, but Kylie Jenner, like, I guess forgot to go to her wedding and ended up at the Met Gala by accident. I just didn't. I was confused and wish I could unsee it. I felt awkward looking at it. I don't know why. Um, <clears throat> now, Chloe, the design brand, really disappointed me with Amy Schumer's look. First off, I just really don't like Amy Schumer. Calling Kirsten Dunst a seat filler? My Mary Antoinette? I don't think so. The disrespect? But Amy's look was just not cute and didn't match the theme. I didn't understand what was happening. It was just super dreary for what the theme was and nothing, nothing went at all with the theme. Last but certainly not least, Ashley Park was also in Prabal Gurung. Ashley Park is on the Netflix show Emily in Paris as Mindy Chen. Prabal Gurung struck out twice on my worst dress list today. This look to me was a train wreck. The shoes didn't match the dress. I really didn't like they had like green yellowy shoes on her with this fuchsia like Valentino pink gar like dress with like black and white fuzzy fabric poofing out of it. I didn't understand what was happening. And um, yeah, the shoes didn't match the dress. I didn't like the combinations of fabric on the dress and the bright pink dismays me. It scares me. Um... I just didn't see the, the point of neon. Overall, I wish that more people followed the theme or did more with their looks, but we did get some good ones. You know, we got some, we got some serves. Jessica Chastain also looked really hot. I'm trying to think of other people. Bella Hadid, like, looked really cute. Um, she incorporated some elements of the theme into her look. She was kind of giving me more, like, sexy Pirates of the Caribbean-like moment. I don't know what about it like gave me that, but it was just kind of giving me that. Um, she looked hot, you know, her look like I wouldn't put on the best dress because I didn't feel like it was really super on theme, but it wasn't horrible. It fit her well, you know, but yeah, we got some okay ones, right? So the topic for next week's podcast is and just like that. My thoughts on the style Plot and character development of the characters from Sex and the City's reboot and just like that. Make sure to follow me on here and on Instagram at style. Recognize 
style to keep updated with when I post. I post updates, polls sometimes, and I like you guys to vote in on what topics I should cover. Bye guys.